This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London. Good afternoon to you, Kelvin. Good morning to you, Johnny. Good to hear from you again. Let's start with gold, which has rallied in recent days with obvious global concerns that the conflict in the Middle East could broaden. Where are we at today with gold? Okay, so for gold during the Asia session right now, the spot gold XAU slash USD is down by a bit of negative 1%. But that's pretty much normal after we see a rather strong, significant rally late last Friday. So what we could see over here is that on last week, gold XAU slash USD ended the week with a gain of a positive 5.5%. So this is actually a strongest gain that was last seen in middle of March this year. So primarily this gain in gold, pretty much significant last week was driven by the fact of an increase in joyous political risk premium triggered by this ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict that could potentially spill over to the wider Middle Eastern region uh, that actually benefited from gold as a safe haven right now. So in fact, gold prices right now is more ignoring this higher opportunity cost from this uh, higher U.S. Treasury yield as the longer term U.S. Treasury yield, for example, the 10-year Treasury yield uh, still remains uh, pretty much a bullish uh, trajectory, at least in the, uh, in the medium term to short term. So what we could see over here is uh, from a technical analysis perspective, uh, last week, a uh, strong price reaction in spot gold, which is the XAU slash USD, has managed to surpass various key technical elements, which is the 20 and the 50-day moving averages, as well as this uh, medium-term descending channel resistance that was previously in place since uh, 4th of May high at uh, 2067. So given this uh, positive uh, price action development in spot gold, uh, potentially right now we could start to see the uh, gold price to start evolving at least in a short-term uptrend to actually test the next resistance level at 1949. But to maintain this ongoing momentum at this point in time where we could start to see a minor retracement, the key support level to watch out for for this week for spot gold, uh, this is the XAU slash USD, will be at 1903 slash 1880 level. And Kelvin, as with gold, we have seen oil climb in price in the last week for the same reasons, but oil has pegged back a little today and it's fairly steady. Uh, yes, precisely. So if you look at oil, the WTI crude oil futures right now, uh, right at the Asia trading session for today, is down by a fair bit of negative 0.4%. That's for the WTI crude oil futures. So what's interesting over here is the price reaction on Thursday and last Thursday and Friday. So if you look at on last Thursday, uh, the price action managed to actually fill up that initial gap up on Monday. So uh, the gap up on Monday, that's given a rise of a positive 3% plus plus due to that what I call the first news of uh, the unfortunate events in Israel. And But what's interesting over here is that during this uh, rise in the US 10-year treasury yield and the US dollar as well, oil price managed to actually find support right at this uh, gap up uh, support level. Uh, it managed to fill the gap uh, at 83.20, 83.20. And 
staged a rather strong uh, positive uh, price reaction last Friday. So in terms of a uh, momentum perspective-wise, if you look at it in the price section, yeah, short-term momentum has started to come back on the positive start of the story. Uh, but right now, during the Asia session, it seems to be a bit of hesitance to actually break above this 88 dollar per barrel so that's actually the 20-day moving average i think as an intermediate resistance right now uh, so very interesting for this week there is two key levels to watch on oil in short term 83.20 for sure will be the key short term support level $88 per barrel will be the intermediate uh, resistance level. A clearance above $88 uh, potentially could start to see us uh, oil to actually test that uh, $90 psychological level next. And staying with the week to come, Kelvin, on Wednesday, we've got some important Chinese data coming out and then uh, some key UK inflation figures. Let's talk about China first of all. What stands out for you? So uh, what's interesting on China this Wednesday will be the release of their Q3 GDP growth number. So consensus is expecting a rather weak number of 4.4%. So that's actually below uh, last quarter Q2 figure of 3.3% annualized growth. So if this uh, Q3 figure came in at 4.4% annualized, uh, it will be the weakest quarter growth uh, figure for China so far and also below their uh, entire 2023 uh, annualized uh, target growth of around 5%. So for sure, uh, yeah, we know that over here is that at this point in time, the biggest rate hearing in China will be that weak sentiment coming up from consumer and businesses, businesses due to this uh, potential uh, systematic risk that could actually arise up from this uh, liquidity uh, 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 constraint or crunch uh, property developer. So uh, if the numbers came in, uh, we in consensus over here, uh, which is below four point, which is around four point four percent. I do reckon over here is that perhaps the China top policymakers will be much more generous in terms of uh, giving up what you call it, uh, fiscal stimulus measure to actually help to counter this negative feedback loop. Uh, up, right out from uh, up from the China property developer market that is facing this uh, severe liquidity crunch right now. Uh, and do not forget over here is that last week there was a media report stating that the policymakers may start to actually increase their budget deficit uh, set aside for this year. That means what it implies over here is that an increase in budget deficit, it translates to much more uh, physical measures uh, down the road. Uh, then for sure that after that, we also start to take a look about the retail sales number. So very interestingly that the retail sales number year on year for September, I expect to come in uh, slightly higher above August figure of 4.6%. So this potential increase in retail sales number could be potentially due to that recently uh, Golden Week holiday out from China where consumers start to spend a bit more uh, off their pockets. But however, industrial production, uh, a sign of what I call uh, external uh, demand has continued to be lackluster. Market expecting 4.3% year-on-year growth for September, a slight Take down from 4.5% year on year that was recorded in August. So all in all, it seems to me that the consensus is still more pointing towards more of a lackluster growth story in China. So the next thing is that uh, market participants do want to see how the policymaker react to this number. Are they willing to actually open the physical stimulus tap much further or do they still want to continue their much more of a targeted stimulus measure to actually try to fill up whatever gaps or holes that starts to open up in the Chinese economy? 
And on this side of the world, here in the UK, we've got some very important inflation numbers. Obviously, everyone here is hoping that this recent fall in inflation continues, particularly core inflation. But we've had some comments last week from the Bank of England. So if you look at it right now in the situation over here is that not even Bank of England, uh, the rest of the major central banks like the Fed and ECB, they have this particular stance that they are still pretty much mindful of spillover effect, especially from uh, higher energy prices that could actually creep into if higher inflation expectation down the road. Yeah, so even though we start to see that core inflation in UK has starts to tick down, so even the consensus right now is expecting what 6% year-on-year growth for the month of September, that's for core. So that's a further down tick from 6.2% recorded in August. So if it turns out as expected, it's about close to about a one and a half year low in terms of a core inflation uh, pressure. But however, being the fact that there's this fear of higher inflation expectation being creeped up into the mindset of consumers and businesses, we start to see a lot of this kind of uh, higher for longer level of interest rate for a period of time before they start to access the uh, much more negative impact of this uh, current uh, inflation, current interest rate high cycle that could uh, start to uh, dampen the uh, various uh, U various we call it economic uh, data such as uh, PMI data uh, consumer confidence data uh, so but be mindful over here is that the central bankers uh, historically they do not tend to pre pre preempt their policy but rather uh, to wait for a reaction uh, approach that means they need to see a clear slowdown in e- certain economic factors first like consumer sentiment or uh, we call it services, PMI, or even uh, wages growth. And uh, the, the most lagging one will be the unemployment uh, data before they start to kickstart their uh, first interest rate cut. Okay, Kelvin Wong in Singapore. Thanks very much for joining us today. My pleasure, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 